seconds here. And uh, hello, my name is Chris Palmer. And in today's advanced SEO video, I'd like to discuss how you can rank number one on Google moving into 2021. Now, instead of me ranting on and on about advanced SEO tactics and tips, I'd like to actually introduce somebody that is far, maybe even above my level. Uh, I can almost guarantee this. Uh, and his name is Kyle Roof. Now, I don't want to... Um, you know, I, I've watched other interviews and they'll, they'll, they'll rave about a lot of the accolades, you know, uh, Mr. Monty, um, you know, you know, that type of stuff and, and, and all that stuff, but we know all that. Right. Um, but how are you today, Kyle? I'm doing great. Uh, uh, Chris, I just got a tweet and the people want to know how much Adderall have you taken prior to, <laughs> yeah. to starting this, this, uh, this webby? absolutely none. I'm just super amped. I was super excited. I told my wife, I said, Hey, you know, that guy I told you about Kyle. I was like, I finally got him to speak with me today. Uh, so <laughs> I was really, I was really stoked. I was very excited. So, so I watch your videos, uh, and your energy level is phenomenally fantastic. <laughs> Thank I, you. Uh, I think I, I go the other way. I think I just get like angry and mean and like dark, but I, <laughs> I feel like you're, you just go like the right way. Like that's, that's, it's that's, so much fun to watch. You're, it's infectious. I want I, I want to be involved in this. It's so much fun. Yeah, and I I really loved. I I made a video, and I I knew that maybe you were watching some of the videos, which I was super I was happy to hear. But I made a particular video um, about you know using a hundred percent duplicated content for a rel canonical, and then passing power from that. I called it the mirage technique. Right? I coined it. Um, got to coin it. You got to you got to coin terms. You have to coin. That's it. So that way, when someone starts talking about it, that reverts. Hey, that's Chris Palmer. It's a mirage technique. Chris Palmer. Exactly. That's right. I and I learned that from uh, watching Brian Dean. I noticed he was yeah. uh, backlink building yeah. is now this, and I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> I was, you know, can I give you a pro tip? Yes. You can take something that actually exists and already has a name and just give it your own name, <laughs> and then send it out. I mean that's that, that that actually works. That's what the big guys do. They take something that really that actually exists. It's already a technique. It already has a term. You just flip it, call it your own marketing. <laughs> Boom! Now it's it. That's and and I think Done. that's the difference. It marketing is is far superior to sales, in my personal opinion. Um, but uh, with that being said, as far as the mirage technique, um, have you found through you know a lot of the things that you do um, that those types of pages with the rel um, were you finding the same thing that it was passing power? You mean you passing juice to like the rel canonical through the rel? Correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. Um, I've played a bunch with it uh, on both like test sites and, and also live sites, and um, you, it's it's a hard thing to pin down to say like yeah for sure this is what's happening, but a lot of the indicators just really look like yeah that that will pass juice. It will pass. Uh, the relevancy or whatever might go with excellent or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, it, it's one of the things that it's hard to say like for a thousand percent sure. Cause it's hard to get into an environment where you can be like, yeah, that, that is what it is. But um, I, I've played with it a ton and yeah, it seems to work very well. That's amazing. So, so that's, that's, that's tip advanced SEO tip. One is a hundred percent duplicated content using rel canonical passing power as a way to hide links. It's a way you heard it yourself. 
right? From the man himself. So the yeah. next thing that I, I heard that you said that's relatively controversial, but I liked it, right? You actually said that LSI, right, is a ranking factor. Yeah. Now, I'm from the camp that it's it's not LSI. I think that there's maybe a mistake there. I think it's co-occurring words. Um, wh what's your stance on that? How do you feel about that? Here, here's my stance. Um, LSI is a lazy term. It's not accurate. It's not correct. Uh, but the old school SEOs that really hate the term need to get past that. It doesn't matter what you call it, you know, arose by any other name. It, it, they, those things are a ranking factor. So when I say LSI, I just mean exactly what you just said. Uh, Co-occurring terms is fine. Uh, contextual terms is, is another way to look at it. The, the terms that are used the most, when you, when you have a, you have your primary keyword, um, you have um, very close variations of that. And those are often synonyms like the attorney lawyer. Um, and then there are also portions of a phrase, um, you know, best purple Frisbees. Purple is, is part of that phrase. You're not trying to rank for the word purple, but it's important to get on there. So of course. removing all those terms, what you're left with, which is also a ranking factor, are the contextual terms. And um, what you can often, a great way to define them are the, the shared terms across all your competitors that, that repeat the most I see. Um, is, is a good way to look at it. Those provide context and meaning. Um, LSI is a term that I use for them. The term that you just quoted, I think is entirely correct because that's exactly what they are. Um, something, I, something I really like though, is uh, uh, people that say like, you know, LSI is not a ranking factor, but um, Hummingbird uses contextual terms, you know, to find meaning. And it's like, well, what? <laughs> That's the same thing, man. Right. <laughs> the exact well, same thing. And I've also, I've been a believer of this. Um, you know, you're putting the main keyword on there, uh, exact phrases, but the LSI is what makes it the most relevant. That's how I always mm -hmm. looked at it. Um, yeah. and, and, and that leads me to, um, I, I once, you know, just from finding it, I've been looking and, and analyzing and seeing these pages from a lot of the stuff that maybe you've done, um, which I, I wish I was a part of at, at the beginning, but um, I, I'm noticing a it's lot. It's not too late, Chris. It's not too late. <laughs> it's, not, it's not too late for you. Right. Uh, I, I noticed this. Like, say you find a lot of pages and speaking on the LSI and, and why I started to believe a lot of the stuff like this. Um, have you ever been to a page where there's duplicated parts of the word? Let's say it's uh, digital marketing Las Vegas. But loss, 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 Vegas, 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 digital, 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 digital. But it's not on there, but it's multiple times. Yeah. It ends up ranking. Have you found yeah. this to be the same exact thing? Um, you know, is that, has that been, um, have you been yeah, seeing Yeah, absolutely. So, so what I was just talking about, so that, those are variations of, of, of the phrase. Right, right. So they're smaller pieces. The, um, the place to look for these is actually in Google. So when you, if you search for that digital marketing Las Vegas, and you look at the SERPs, you'll see bolded terms right, right. in the SERPs. Uh, Google gives you those, and, and, and they're giving you those because they're like, hey, look how relevant our results are. You know, this, We're doing a great job. Turns out those are ranking factors. Google is actually providing a ranking factor within the SERPs by those bolded terms, and they are the exact keyword, but then they're also the phrases, the phrases uh, broken up or pieces of the keyword broken up uh, into manageable chunks what you'll find is that very rarely do you need to put a forward long tail phrase multiple times on a page you probably need it in your title your your meta title your h1 maybe one time in the body that's probably it 
the heavy lifting is done by those variations. And so what you just articulated doing Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, you know, digital, digital, digital. Yeah, because good content um, does not repeat the phrase continually, but it talks about the phrase in a way that, you know, people think or, or, or write. And it'd be like, you know, you'd, you'd talk about digital marketing in Las Vegas, but you'd be like, you know, digital marketing, blah, 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 blah. Las Vegas, Vegas is a cool place because you can do blah, 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 blah. So you, you don't have it together all the time as you're talking about that concept or that main meta topic um, throughout the page, you get all of those variations. That's actually how you get past keyword stuffing and, and discuss. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this. Are you, are you ranking, uh, are you going for a page in the competition? Uh, Am I giving you all away now? Um, well, I, I did, I did spin up a quick page, uh, briefly into the competition. Um, and I was Do able you know to, what we're talking about? uh, well, I mean, I was just using that as an example because it's fresh on my mind. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I am, I am playing around with a page right now. I just hurried up and got the, you know, I just got something indexed, um, just to play, start playing, playing around with some stuff. Um, I was hoping to do it with a blank page. Uh, because it's fu it's funny, you know, the trouble also brung the most amount of accolades um, if we're looking at maybe something that happened with you, right? Losing 30 test sites or whatever it was. Yeah. Ridiculousness. But that could have also been looked at as one of the best things, right? In a way. Because if, oh. if I'm able to do that and, and have something happen like that, especially a blank page, that would be even better, I think. <laughs> right? What would be better I than that? I love it. Well, to, to your point, um, when Google de-indexed my sites yes. for, for showing the competition, um, they validated everything that I said. A hundred percent. You know, like if I was talking nonsense or if I got lucky, they would have rolled their eyes and moved on. Uh, but they didn't. You know, they, they went after me. And the the joke, you know, Google goes after people who do a lot of black hat stuff, you know, like uh, link farms. Uh, PBN farms that are selling links in mass and, and they go after them and they slap them. And I think I might be the first person that was penalized and then also attacked by Google for just doing good on page. <laughs> yeah. But something that was funny, and I actually found this not that long ago. Um, uh, I'm doing a whole course on white hat SEO. And, and like, this is, these are techniques that are in the guidelines. This is completely within the guidelines this, and defining what the guidelines are and then how to stay within it. And then, uh, having like effective strategies, but I was looking at it. And if you look at, there's a section called automated generated content. And the first thing is, um, content that makes no sense to the reader, but has search terms in it. And I was like, well, when did that happen? Cause I don't remember that one. That's so I went to the way back machine and in 2018, six days after my site was displayed, that rule went into place. <laughs> of course, of course, it did. it's absolutely amazing. So, and then you have to think about it. We're saying, like, is it Google's job to like, you know, help you convert? It it can't be. You know, like if I wrote a page that people don't understand, you know, but happens to rank, that's my own fault, right? Like, that's not anything that Google is trying. This it was it's amazing. So it's literally six days after the site was displayed publicly. This is what this is. Um, Google changed the rules, and then. Um, it was about three months later. That's when the Roger Monte article came out in search yeah. engine journal and then they were embarrassed and then they, they penalized me for a rule that they changed after I had done the whole thing. It, of course. I, it was already fun, but I had no idea I had a whole Google rule. 
that's written insane. about. Well, and a question that arises to me, I, I mean, I have, I have thousands of questions, but um, did you ever come to the realization of how they ended up finding them? Because there's no way um, that they could ever just reach out and get names from uh, domain registrars, right? How, how did they find it? Well, I think that's exactly how they do it. They are a domain registrar. That's they right. called GoDaddy and said, hey, we like to find these domains. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Think, yeah. Because the um, none of the test sites linked to the 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 site, the rhinoplastic plano site. Right. A handful of them linked to each other. But then they were spread across four different hosting uh, uh, hosting sites. Um, they um, some had privacy, some didn't. Uh, all kinds of different configura configurations. Because most of the time, I only did something just because I was trying to test something. But the one common denominator is that I bought them all through GoDaddy. Mm. That was the one thing between all of them. I looked at it like, well, this site is a complete orphan. Like there, nobody's linking to it. It's not involved in anything. And, and yet that site was taken down. So the only thing had to have been the registrar. They were purchased all through GoDaddy. So all okay. I've done to change that is just none of nothing's in my name anymore. And um, that's been fine. The other thing, too, is if Google thought they were going to discourage me in doing this, they, they were horribly mistaken because it it just gave me so much more power. Like, of course. Oh, yeah. Why would I not do it? Um, after doing the whole thing, uh, the hate mail that I got was fantastic from the SEO community. Oh. Mostly of the people that uh, uh, were the good, con the good content people. Uh, the Roger Montes, if you will. Yes. Um, <laughs> And and the funny thing was like you can't do it again. Um, you got lucky. Uh, you know Google Google has done a whole update now uh, that looks for lorem ipsum. I was told that. Uh, I was also told I, I I claimed to invented science, which is a whole other thing that I thought was great. But um, so last year in 2019, I did a speaking circuit and I spoke in L.A. and I spoke in uh, Bali and Chiang Mai and uh, Milan. And in each city, I ranked a page on page one in Lorem Ipsum <laughs> for rhinoplasty in the name of that city. And um, that was truly enjoyable. The best part was, it was I was in Milan, and I guess the speaker before me was talking about BERT, because BERT had just launched. Oh, God. And BERT changed everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I, he, he, he spoke. And I, I didn't have a chance to see his thing because I was speaking next, so I'm preparing. And I'm on stage, and I do my stupid talk. And I'm talking about how, like, you know, I was told I couldn't do it again. Here's Rhinoplasty Plano Milan on page one. Enjoy. And this, this is how I did it. <laughs> then they go to the audience for questions, right? And if you've spoken on stage, you know, then, you know, you've got all this adrenaline. You've been, you're in this adrenaline dump. You know, it's, just, awesome. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great spot to be in. And the very first question was, in light of Bert, do you think anything's changed? And I was like, I just gave a whole prezzo on how nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Were you listening at this moment? <laughs> nothing has changed in the last 15 years. I just showed you nothing has changed. These <laughs> updates don't change anything. Um, but it, it was it was really hilarious. And I was like, ah, like at the moment, like at the moment of like a peak of success, you also get just that that despair of failure like i obviously didn't explain this right <laughs> that's amazing. i just gave the whole talk and i and i think that's another huge takeaway for the you know the people that are watching um you know 
generally, once you have your processes down, and I'm sure you would agree with this, well, we could say 80 or 90% of everything that you've been doing, you've probably been doing, I'm sure you've advanced some things, but a lot of it has really been the same. When you I, I say that all the time. If you think about a bell curve, uh, you know, the 10 to 15% on each side, that's what Google is going after because that's where people are really trying to scam and spam and, and they're trying to, uh, I don't know, Craig Campbell things might be a good term to coin. <laughs> no, that, exactly. that's what Craig Campbell is. But they can't change that middle part, that 70 to 80%, because it's too expensive. I mean, that's their core output is, is, is those, are those rankings, right? They, they literally can't change them. It, right. it would just be so expensive. And the other thing that I, would, that I talk about a lot is that who complains about Google results? No one. No the one. only people that complain are SEOs. But the average consumer that is not an SEO goes on to Google because they get good results. Why would they change that? You know, it's making them so much money. People are going to, they like the results that they see. They're happy with those results. They see the ads. They clearly click on the ads because Google makes trillions of dollars. That's right. Why would Google try to change that if they're already very successful? That's you know, that's right. There, there's no reason to do it. So build, just hold on what's already working. That would right. be so, And that's the bell curve. That That's that 70, 80%. It, that is producing great results. People are happy with those results. It's that little bit on the end where I think they're going after people that are trying to game the system. They're trying to do black hat, this or that. That's what they try to tweak. And there is carnage. I mean, you know, when they change something, there are legitimate sites that get slapped. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that's part of the game, but by and large, they can live with that carnage. You know, they can live with that. <laughs> oh, they can. Like, I'm sorry, local business that I killed you, even though you're doing everything legitimate for us is better for the greater good of our results. <laughs> of their you know? pockets. <laughs> exactly. That's how Google looks at it. We're trying to maintain this status quo. We're sorry. We killed your business. We're not sorry. We killed your business. <laughs> They're never sorry. No. Yeah. And, and, and that I mean, that's how it goes. So like, yeah, the, the, that main chunk to your question, that main chunk doesn't change. No, it, it definitely doesn't. And I have to agree with that. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm thinking about Google lining their pockets and thinking like, oh, we just destroyed these people. Uh, it, but what I <laughs> do they do they moo ha ha ha? Or I would like to believe they actually feel sad, right? They have to be human beings. I'd be like, man, I'm really sorry that I killed that mom and pop. But overall, the results got better. Yeah, that's so sickening if you think about it. Uh, uh, oh, that leads me to this. You know, when we're looking at the overall, things don't change. It's been the same. Maybe the little things on the outside are, you know, the Craig Campbells of the world, right? <laughs> um, he's, he's probably had more updates named after him than I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I want to talk about is, um, and I heard you mention this um, on a, I think it was with Josh or whatnot, long, long time ago. And what you were doing is you were listing some of the things. Now, I know the top one when you listed it was, um, you know, the on-page factors. Okay, you know, title, URL, H1, you know, that. So aside from that, what other takeaways for myself and for the audience do you actually implement that you've learned? Um, if you could give us three or four, uh, aside from those, you know, like, okay, the H, the title tag, the H1, these are important. What other things do you actually implement um, that have made a drastic, you know, impression on your business or, or or your client's business? What would you, if a top four or five or? Sure. One thing I want to preface this by is that um, 
I think it's important to do a mind shift in terms of worrying about ranking for a particular keyword to how a page is performing. Okay. You know, you, you SEO a page, right? And the idea is that it might be a page that exists. It might be a brand new page, but there's a benchmark. So um, this page, you know, let's say I, I do mostly client work. This page exists and we're going to come in and now we're going to SEO this page. So it has a, a certain amount of bench. It has benchmarks, you know, where it's at with in terms of the impressions, uh, its clicks, the amount of keywords it ranks for, and its conversions. Those are the, the four most important metrics. So we're going to come in and try to improve those metrics. Uh, keep in mind, the, the individual keyword ranking had nothing to do with any of those metrics. You know, I mean, like it has absolutely nothing to do with how that page is performing. You could rank number one, two, five, 50. It doesn't matter for, for one particular term if you're getting clicks, impressions, uh, you know, uh, uh, conversions, et cetera. Um, so with that mindset, something that I've worked on a lot is getting um, uh, with my H2s and H3s, so my subheadings, uh, I think you want to think of your your page as a Roman numeral outline. Of course, your uh, your title is your H one. Yeah, and that's your Roman numeral one. You know, and you've got that. And then your A's, B's, C's as you go through the Roman. Those are your H 2s Those are your subheadings for the page. Okay. And those are critically important because they can create uh, a page that is semantically related. And the advantage to creating a page that is semantically related is that you will rank for more keywords. And the more keywords you can rank for, the more impressions you can get, which makes you more eligible for more clicks. And if you've got it semantically related, then you don't have to worry that you're going off, um, you know, into another field in terms of like, where are these clicks coming from? Oh, we don't want that click. If you have a semantically related click, then you know it's the right traffic, even if, even if it's not the primary keyword. Or that means that you, you realize, you know, if you're ranking for something that's semantically related, you're in the right ballpark. So all the clicks are good. So I've been playing a lot with that. And something that I've been doing is um, uh, a concept of choosing a lead H2, a lead subheading. So you've got your primary keyword, uh, your very first subheading, choosing a lead, how to do that. And how you can do that is you do your, 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 your search for your primary term, scroll to the bottom, see the related searches. All right, look at those guys. Pick the one that's the lead. Pick the one that you like the most. And then here's what you do. Oh, you click you. on that one do its search, and then you find the terms that match from the lead and then the primary, and those are your remaining H2s. Now you are going to create a page that is wildly semantically related. It's going to fit. It's going to work. And there's no wrong answer. You can't choose a wrong lead. Um, that's wow. not the point of this. You know, It depends on what you're talking about you know, or what you're trying to drive at. But the idea is that from the lead, you match the, the related searches from the primary list and you get those together. And now you've got a page that is so semantically related. You're going to rank for so many keywords. So even if that primary keyword doesn't perform as well as you want it to, You're bringing it, it might be really way. tough. You know, you might be on page three or page four and never rank well for the primary, but you've optimized for all these other keywords. It's going to cast such a wide net. That's but all those keywords are going to be, the, it's going to be the traffic that you want. And so that's, that's a lot that I've been working on right now. And what's great too about that is um, sometimes your primary keyword, you're going against, you know, people that have budgets that you'll never have. Right. You know, I, I mean, run into that all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we all do. Like, and, and you know, even in clients that I have that have crazy budgets, we still run into budget issues. You know, 
Um, but if you have a page that can get into the ballpark for that term uh, and get traffic that is the right kind of traffic, you still win. That's right. You know, people get very myopic on just one particular keyword, but if you can cast this net that's semantically related, you're going to get the right kind of traffic. And in the end, what happens is, is it actually boosts your primary keyword accidentally. You know, like you get all those other things, other traffic's coming in for that one. That's then raises the whole thing. That's also raises the do. whole site, you know. So I've been playing a lot with that kind of a concept recently. So, and then is there, uh, do you have one more? Uh, that was two. Do you have, you have one more? <laughs> uh, another tip. Okay. 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 Um, it's something you know, that you've part. actually been implementing. That's like that, that causes a drastic, that's, that was gold right there. Uh, you know, uh, but other than do that, you know, um, do you know who Chris Carter is? He is the founder of SerpWoo. He has this theory called the avalanche theory and I've been playing with it a lot and I absolutely love it. And the idea is um, you can uh, um, figure out your domain authority, the, the authority of your site based on the clicks that you're receiving. So it has nothing to do with like link strength metri metrics. It's how many clicks Google is giving you per day. And then you can look at your low click day and your high click day and that gives you a range and that's, that's your authority. But what he talks about is that you can post content in that tier, or, you know, in, in what your natural tier is without doing any SEO, you will rank uh, page one, page two, page three, probably within a few weeks, just by putting up and letting it go. And you're going to get natural clicks. And then if you post enough of that content, you'll raise up to, you'll raise up a tier. But how this works, which is interesting is that, um, you can go outside your tier, but going outside your tier takes boosts. It takes uh, on-page SEO that takes off-page SEO. Let's say, and, and Google has given you that particular boost, Google can take that boost away. Of course. And what happens is you're not penalized, you just drop down to your natural tier. So the idea is that in terms of a strategy, you should be doing your boost. You should be doing your on-page. You should be getting your links, you know, for your target pages. But you should also be conscious of raising your natural tier, because then, let's say, you know, you know, you, you you're raising up. Google's giving you a boost. You want to drop to here, because that's where your natural tier is, not there. That's an interesting your, concept. Your your tier is so low. So what I've been doing is I've been playing with that concept of post, like first determining your tier. How do you determine? determine your tier and, and implications there, and then posting content within the tier that ranks on its own uh, without any SEO so that you can get natural clicks in and you can raise up uh, your natural level. So Chris Carter, this was, this really changed a lot of my thinking uh, when I read this. If, uh, do a search builder society, and he calls it um, ranking uh, SEO with no resources. And it's a, it's a great uh, article, and then I've, done a whole course on white hat white hat seo that's going to launch next month and um this is the foundation of it because I, I really like it and then i put it into practice so the course that i'm doing has like these are white hat techniques this is this is not even close to gray this keeps you in there uh the avalanche theory from chris carter is kind of central to it and then i'm actually putting it into play so you can see how it goes from a, a brand new site in a very difficult niche can you do white hat SEO? Like, you know, oh, is that, is, is that possible? Like, you know, like what, or, but what is it? And, and is all it possible? <laughs> I then, love, 
Yeah, the you know, that caveat. Is yeah. it possible? <laughs> we don't know. Let's, let, let's see. Um, and then, you know, the highs and the lows, the implications of like, if I do this, what happens with that? And then my hope with it is that people can, um, let me fast track your learning. You know, let me, let me fast track. I'll make the mistakes. You don't have to. And then let's see how this goes. And so it's, it's a very open and honest look at, at building a website and, and doing things up in a, in a tricky niche. That's awesome. But doing things without violating Google's guidelines. That's an interesting concept in itself, really. Um, and, and with touching on that with the traffic and, and what I have found is, you know, uh, how you said, you know, people generally want to target a primary term, right? Yeah. Um, so when we're starting to talk about clicks and traffic, they they automatically assume that they want to search for that keyword, find their site, click on it, go to inside, click on another page. But what I have found that works better, and I'm just looking to see if you've seen the same thing, is... Um, when you search for that main term, you go to the number one ranker. The number one ranker is ranking for more than one keyword for that page. So it's bringing in traffic for more than one keyword. So what right. I found is, is coming to a percentage in my mind of sending in different types of traffic and more so sending it from an authority site over uh, seems to really raise it up. So basically keyword targeted traffic um, for different keywords. From some of the stuff that you've done, and I, I know that you did an intimate look at, um, you know, you've talked openly about it, like bots and all this type of stuff. Have you seen uh, the same type of result from traffic and click through? Um, and, and, and really what I know that it has a result, but I've noticed that sometimes it takes a little bit of time and it doesn't stay, stay. But what, what is your stance on that? What, how do you, what have you seen from that is really what I'm I totally agree. First of all, I would like to say hello to my friend, Sailor Jerry. <laughs> Sailor! Sailor Jerry is the illegitimate and unwanted stepchild of Captain Morgan. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, to, to which I, I totally agree. So, by the way, the viewers at home want Cheers. to know if that's, they want to know if that's water or did you put something else in there? Uh, this is water. It's water. I just like the, you know... How are you choking on water? Every time you take a sip, you are choking on it like it's pure vodka. Are you allergic to water? Do you have a problem? Do I need to call somebody? Uh, well, I, I, I chew. So generally when I'm taking a drink of water, it's because I got a little bit down the gullet there. So, so, so like, like a little bit comes out and just goes down the throat. And you're like, yeah, ah. and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get it down with the water. Is really That's why you see me drinking all the time. Solid, solid. <laughs> um. So on the point of traffic, so yes, I, let's see, let's unpack this a little bit. I, I, I totally agree. So you see traffic coming through a, a, like a referring domain. Um, you will get a bump. It is temporary for sure. Uh, but uh, it seems like there has to be some sort of validation to it. And that's where I think bots and fake traffic will give you that bump and then drop. That's right. um, if you have, if you track, uh, real traffic through like a referring domain or uh, something you've done, you'll notice it doesn't drop. So there, there's the, the possibility, and this is tinfoil hatty, but I think Google spends a lot of money trying to figure out fake traffic. I think they spend a lot of money to, to, to filter that out. Well, they have a so, net. It's a Google net. They have a, it's almost like a yeah. barrier. They call it a, a yeah. net because you need to have particular, yeah, they do, but in any case, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, please. 
they they really they really do uh because a lot of the custom roms that say let's say we're utilizing a phone a lot of the custom roms um let's say i'm using exposed or i'm using magic disk the reason why i like magic disk is because i'm not getting triggered for the uh google net um mm -hmm. it's something with the tokenization or something in the parameters you'll see it um yeah. i i don't i mean i'm not that techie i know a little bit um but i noticed like say you go to tinder um, stuff like that for the ads and it can track it. And that has to do with the Google net. But when you have, it's hard for me to explain, but they are definitely, definitely watching it without any shot. Here's the thing though. I think, you know, what they probably see is that you go to Tinder, uh, you go to your social media, you, you interact online. I hang out on grinder more than anything, but that's just me. But, um, you know, they, they can see that you're, you're a real person, right? Which, which a bot is not going to do. You know, the bot is not going to continue sessions. That's you know, right. it's it's going to do the thing that it's told to do because it's a bot. It's not going to hang out on Tinder. It's not going to hang out on Facebook. It's not going to go uh, to ESPN.com and look at its favorite sports team, you know, or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, 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 so I think they spend money on that. And rightfully so, because I think they can get a lot of value out of uh, actual users. You know, they can get – they can give you better ads, you know, like <laughs> at a very, at a very base level, they can give you better ads if they know that you're real or they can identify real people and how real people behave. That said, I think you can apply that to links or anything else. You know, if they can see real traffic out of a referral link, I think you're going to get more value out of it. And I think it's going to be better for your site. So that boost that you see has a better chance of staying if it's an actual boost, meaning it's actual traffic coming through not just bot traffic right and where i think people see the drop from bot traffic is it was bot traffic you know and they identified it or the traffic cut off because you only paid for two weeks you know and well, i thought was... they were tracking mouse movement but i've came to the realization that it's not necessarily mouse movement um it's some it's it, it's that net it's it's something to do with that uh i i, I can't they really have to have a real like a real person score you know so i'm currently logged into google because i am i use right. gmail i and i'm logged in i can see my little uh letter in the right hand corner i guess that's supposed to be reassuring that they're not tracking me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that's trying to do but it whatever it is it's failing but you know so they know i'm i'm pretty sure they know i'm a real person with my because I log into multiple websites. I log into banking, you know, right. uh, with that with that email address. I log into my email. I log into other secured things, um, multiple secured. I log into my PayPal, you know. Of course. That's got to be a good indicator that's a real person. So they're going to give me probably a higher real person score on that. And then my movement is probably more valuable than uh, a Gmail that fired up yesterday that isn't doing those sorts of things. Exactly. I, so they I might give you a little credit initially when they see all kinds of traffic coming in from all these things that they can't, but then they might just, all right, kind of lower it. And then they're gonna kind of, there's, there's gotta be maybe some like uh, algorithmic score on how many real people went through or people that they feel better about being real than people that feel right. less real about. <clears throat> that's kind of like spam links, you know? I think that that's a hundred percent and touching on the links and only because I saw it in, in the chat. Um, and I want to talk about something else too. Um, but as far as the frames, right. Only because I see it here. Um, 
you know, it, I've noticed, uh, you know, <laughs> it, I've, I feel that it's almost seems as though that a frame, uh, is giving the other site a link. It feels like, right. You're talking about like an embedded iframe. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, why, what, what were you doing something else maybe with JavaScript or, or, or no, no, I just want to know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. So would you say that, would you, would you agree with that, that a frame is giving the other site, the link, the site holding it, um, you know, is, is, isn't necessarily, but the other one is the one getting the boost. Would you, would you agree with that? Have you seen the that same? That does thing? seem right. Yeah. From what I've seen, that does feel correct. And, and, and I noticed this too, like people say you, um, if you're, if you're hot linking and you're sending links to an image, um, I've also noticed a boost the same way if I send uh, traffic through there. Have you seen yeah. the same thing? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, also, too, uh, I'm just curious for my own self. Um, so is, is there two separate testing groups? What is do you mean? Testing groups now? Or is it still one conglomerate? Testing groups. Do you still test? Is what I'm asking, really. <laughs> Do you still test? I test all the time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm an IMG, Internet Marketing Gold. That's where uh, myself and Ted Kubitis are uh, of Cora. Right. And um, he and I run that testing group, and um, each month we produce about 10 tests from ourselves and people in the community, and we peer review them. I think that's one of the – That's I think that's a massive difference I is that the tests are peer reviewed, and I don't think there's any other group that's doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so there's an important idea of like, this is an interesting test, but does it actually do anything? You know, does it, does it advance any knowledge? Are there problems with it? What are those problems? You know, and, and then and there's nothing wrong with a test that's bad. You know, that's, the, it's not a value judgment. It's just more of, um, can we actually apply any of this information? So that's, that's what we do within IMG, uh, is that we actually peer review through people that are, um, significantly more technical than I am right. when it comes to when it comes to Google's algorithm. Um, but yeah, so we have that going on, but uh, uh, when it comes to other people's tests, I'm, I'm the only thing that's good is, is more testing of the algorithm. Um, as long as, as things have some sort of standards or they've got some sort of review, then, then they're very valuable. That's awesome. Uh, Otherwise, you know, you, you look at a test and it's like, well, let's let's figure out for what it, let's see what it is for what it is. But uh, by and large, you can only learn from testing, and the community only gets better from testing. So I, I don't know if that exactly answered your question, but yeah, I was just curious if you were still actively because I I know that I see the I see the group and I I can see it. I was just curious if you were still taking the time to implement tests yourself, or were you just really overseeing? I was just curious. It's no, really no, no. So I, question. <laughs> I, can, I can share my last test. Um, does will Google rank or will Google index a page from content that only exists in comments? Yes, they will. They will. Absolutely. Um, but here, here's the fun thing. They won't do it if you're using discus. Oh, well, that's I, I agree with that. I oh, well, oh, oh, you're telling you're you're not asking. Yeah. You're telling. Oh. Yeah. It, it, it's not agree or disagree. It's a fact. Oh, I was agreeing with you the whole way. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so I, there's I a problem with Discus of how they do their scripts. Um, Google can't read it. And it's it's been a known problem for a long time. But what's interesting is that um, if you use like the default WordPress, Google will crawl and consider it and will rank a page for 
uh, content that only exists within the common area. Um, uh, if you're looking to cheat in SEO, the best way to cheat is in comments. Um, you've got your page, you've got comments, put a little content in there regularly, uh, kind of just roll it in, um, especially after you hit page one. If you hit page one and then you do a lot of content slowly through comments, it's, it's, it's keyword rich, it's variations rich, it's uh, LSI, contextual term rich. Um, you probably can lock your page into page one with the comment area, but you need to make sure that Google is actually crawling it. So if you're using something like Discus, uh, you might actually be harming yourself rather than helping. No dice. <laughs> That's it's so interesting that you said that was your last test. I, I mean, probably, you know, 30 days ago or 40 days ago, I released a video, um, you know, like sh sharing that because I was I run little tests myself, not at the scale that you do. Um, but we run them. My, my partner and I, Eric, we run them all the time and that we came to that conclusion like. I'm like, look at this. It's here. Here you go. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, this works. Um, another thing was, you know, those like, you know, those little like drop downs. I've noticed they, they see that I'm able to put content right. inside there, uh, an accordion, I think it's called, you know, um, I've seen content in those work. Um, well, I, I know you guys dabble into black. Did you know that you can have an accordion that doesn't open? I, I never implemented that. No, but that's an interesting <laughs> part of that. Really? You can put anything you want to put in there. Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. That's interesting. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Google. I thought it was supposed to open and it didn't open. <laughs> 10,000 keywords. And and something we've been playing with too is the content within the frames. Um, yeah. Do you ever dabble with that? Do you like that and putting schema inside the frame? Have you played around with that? I played just a little with it just to see if it would work and I've seen it work, but I, I haven't um, uh, gotten too crazy. And really, for two reasons. One, um, I don't care. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't interest me at all. Like, I have no interest in iframes. Um, but the thing about the like IMG, which is a lot of fun, is that there are people that do care about that. Yeah. Um, so when we run uh, and we do like a biweekly uh, kind of test reviews, it's fun to watch the test because people actually test what they're interested in. Right. And, and so you get varied things and it's actually it turns into a fun uh, uh scenario i personally couldn't care less about iframes but people do but one of the, the one of the reasons i don't care about them is because i do mostly client-side seo and that's i can't tough. tell i can't tell a, a 14 billion dollar company uh here's what we're gonna do guys right 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 that makes <laughs> follow sense. me real quick right. we're gonna bed embed iframes I mean, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. even know how to start that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and and that leads me to this, especially in, and I, I was, I wanted to talk about some of the fun stuff just because I see the, the comments yeah. and I, no, no, it's crazy fun and I absolutely love yeah. it. And it's, it's effective too. It, it's, that stuff can work, but, um, you know, like, I mean, it doesn't interest me just because I can't apply it probably is, right. is the better way something, to say it. Something that you said, uh, many years back. Um, publicly, uh, I, I disavow heard... it. I disavow it. <laughs> Do you disavow? You don't. You don't disavow links ever. I don't take any credit for it. <laughs> um, uh, so that's an interesting problem, right? It is. Uh, so I can only speak from my own experience. Um, I have never gotten a site penalized. You know, I, I've never done anything that's 
outside my test sites that Google wanted to get rid of. Right. Um, but like real sites, uh, I've never gotten a site penalized. I've never done anything to push the limits to the point that, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> you know, like that's never happened to me. So I've never been in that kind of situation. And I've never been in a spot, uh, even with a client's, well, so here's my position on it. Obviously, if you see a manual penalty, you have to disavow, right? That's of course. what the tool is for. Um, the only time I would disavow uh, without seeing the manual penalty is if um, uh, what you, here, here's what you see in Search Console. You got this line. We're doing great. Maybe we're even going up a little bit. And then you see the spike. You drop a little bit. Huge spike. And then you hit the floor. Right. <laughs> and if you see that and you don't have a manual penalty, that is a, an algorithm penalty. It is links related. I would disavow that. But without a clear thing, it's that, huh? 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 Yeah. <laughs> if you don't see that, then I, I wouldn't do it. You know, I would do other things first before I got to the point. And then if you get to the point like, man, we are stuck. You know, we're just completely stuck. We've tried everything. And, and you can identify like, yeah, the, these 5,000 links aren't great. Um, then I would disavow. But I would do other things first. I also wouldn't panic because there's so many like um, two-week variances, you know, where uh, Google changed something. And it, it, was, it wasn't even a penalty. It was just... Right. That's where you see that. Messed up. Yeah, <laughs> as they've been doing actually a lot this year, right? Absolutely. So, uh, you have to think in terms of months, months upon months. You need to take things in stride. Uh, you need to be, have an honest look at your uh, at your backlink profile and maybe what you did or didn't do. But if you see like a drop, um, the first thing I would ask, I'd go around the office and ask if anybody changed anything. Right, of course. Um, because ninety percent of negative SEO is self inflicted. You know, like somebody decided to turn something off on a site. You know, you know, we don't need this. And they just kill it. You know, and it's like, oh, my God, we just lost 20% of our traffic. Well, it's like we just killed 20% of your pages. Um, and that has happened in real life to me more than once. Uh, I was dealing with a client where they send this thing like, we just lost 34% of our traffic. And I was like, that's insane. Guys, yeah, that's what did you do? And they're like, oh, well, we moved all of this UGC content to a subdomain. No, I was like, well, first you're not tracking it, so that's where that went. But also, that's a terrible idea. Why don't we talk about this ahead of time? <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, so, so, yeah, yeah. aside that's from that, I, I, I mean, I know that was a side question, but what I was leading into um, was I, I heard you say something, and it really out changed my outlook on a couple things. Um, and I think it was on your podcast with, um, and it was a brief, it was only like a two minute little segment, but what you were talking about was segmentation, looking at the page. Um, okay. The H1 and then the content underneath it, that's a segment that needs to be optimized H2 and the segment that needs to be optimized. Yeah. Um, but aside from that part was coming up with that, uh, equation, um, of standard deviation, you know, uh, two standard deviations away from the mean. Can you explain to to everybody or me how 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 did you come up with that number of 1.5 or 2 
and why and how would you go about doing that for like anybody that's watching? Uh, because I think that that's very helpful. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> that never came around just from a lot of testing. It, it wasn't um, anything. But so what we started doing, so this was like maybe three years ago. Um, we started playing with uh, the concept. Where did this come from? Do you still do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah okay. Well, now, now it's more advanced. Now it's a little more it's a little more mathy, but that, that's the basic concept. What I was looking at is that um, there are different places on a page that Google looks at. Right. You know, and Google doesn't look at a page, I think, as a whole. I agree. Google, Google looks at individual sections. And, and what occurred to me is that you could be under-optimized in this section and over-optimized in that section. And that was a idea that really advanced my SEO because most people are like this page is over optimized and then they do whatever this page is under optimized and they, but then they don't get success. They don't get the, any kind of positive changes because what happens is that you like, when you look at it as the page, um, you increase some things, but you may have pushed things that were good into bad. You know, and then vice versa. You know, if you decide this page is over, we need to reduce. Not every signal was over. There were just like certain spots on the page were over, which means that you can have a page that is both over optimized and under optimized at the same time. Now we know that um, being over optimized is not a big a problem as under optimized. And uh, for people watching, I can tell you with certainty. Uh, do not reduce anything on your page, even if you think you're over-optimized, until you are stuck, meaning that your ranking has not changed and your page is probably a year old. That's when you want to reduce. So I just want to give a caveat real quick where people are like, I, I, I need to start reducing. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> Leave that. Work on other things. But um, the concept of the over-under on a page was, was a big moving forward point in my own SEO realizing that a page itself wasn't over or under that each individual element needs to be uh, analyzed. So that moved things forward for me. And where I started then is then looking at uh, term frequency within uh, signal areas. So you look at term frequency within the H1, within your H2s, within right. paragraph text, you know, within P tags. Um, and that's, that turns into an interesting look as well when you start to evaluate pages that way because, um, again, you've stuffed, well, what does that even mean? You know, what, what do you even mean by stuffed? What, what, what could that mean? And, and what most people think is they, they read it and they're like, oh, that seems like a lot, feels like a lot. <laughs> Feelings and an algorithm are, are two very different things. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, the algorithm has no feelings. Right. Uh, it, it, it's looking for an is or an isn't. So then, you know, kind of progressing as I was thinking about it, like, well, where could the benchmark come from? And what I realized is that the results can benchmark themselves for better or for worse. But the idea is that uh, you can create a benchmark off of the results that exist. Um, keep in mind how this all started. Um, Google started with seed pages. They said, these are the most authoritative pages 
in these particular niches for these particular keywords. Okay. That means that they have a standard. You know, they've said this is the standard for this, and then they create their algorithm and then they let it loose, and then it 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 evaluates against a base. But then it also then for each iteration creates its own base. That's then how it multiplies. That's how it magnifies and, and goes across all keywords, all pages. So the idea is that within certain sections, there is a base that is created, a standard that is created. That's what we see in the SERPs. So then you can evaluate that standard and be like, okay, so for this particular keyword, this is the standard that is created. And then through some through testing and SEO principles, you can understand that these sites are doing this well, but they're not doing that well. You know, like there, there's an element that they could do better. We can actually optimize for that particular thing. So you can look at what the standard is. You can apply then principles that are universal. And then you can kind of judge against the two and then you can decide, okay, you can start making decisions on um, how should we optimize these, these, these signals to do better within this particular keyword. That was a long way around, but so what you're looking at is kind of math upon math where you've got a, a standard across keywords and then like a, a standard that's kind of universally known and you can compare the two and then you can create uh, concepts that will allow you to rank better for each keyword when you compare those two things and then decide which might be the right thing to do. And that's what POP does. It's making that math decision across a standard versus the particular niche and then what you need to do in the moment. That's a very interesting it. So, <clears throat> so, and that you're, you're looking at the entire element, seeing what the densities of keywords basically are coming up with a math equation. And then you're finding, oh, I'm the, sorry, you were talking about standard, <laughs> standard deviation. Yeah. A very simple way to look at it would be each signal, uh, taking the mean, which is the, the uh -huh. average, uh, for each thing. And then um, the standard deviation. Standard deviation is a fancy way of saying variance. Right. Uh, variance is difference. Now, you, the difference of your low and your high is, is variance. Standard deviation is a mathy way to get around negative numbers. Don't worry about it. Um, but you can go, let's say the difference between your numbers is two. Randomly, right. you know, you've got, you've got a whole series of numbers and the average difference is two. So a standard deviation would be two. So one standard deviation is two, two standard deviation would be four. What I found through a lot of testing is if you stay within two standard deviations, you, you'll never get in trouble. You won't go beyond that, um, that over optimization. You'll stay within an acceptable range. And so what I found though, is you also kind of want to get an edge on your competitors for in most situations. So if you looked at getting like that one to 1.5 standard deviations, that's probably where the edge lives. Yeah, it, and it's a close point because that's not too far away from two where we might be over. So lean low, but maybe go one standard deviation up, 1.5 oh. deviation. Oh, that makes sense. And then you're in a good spot. Then you actually might be getting an edge without creating problems for yourself. So that makes, and so, and that's why you'll take five or 10 sites, put it all in and get the amount of, okay, here's the exact matches. Here's how many they have. The standard deviation is this. And if I go up this amount, I have the edge now. That's, right. that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's absolutely wonderful. Because there are some times where you don't really want to go up, you know, where you just want parity. 
meaning you're doing the same as them. And that's the extra layer of math that Pop does is to be like, okay, in these moments, let's not do that. Let's just stay where we need to – let's stay in the range. Um, and that also comes just from more and more testing. Uh, but that, that – so that's kind of like the – the extra math that pop would do on top of it is actually then reduces. Don't go that high. Just, just be here and we're good. That's awesome. Um, aside from that, the, the, I guess the very last question, um, I, I, I think, you know, as we talked, maybe we, we talked, I was hoping to get more in, but you know how conversations go. We start talking and then. Why do we have to stop? Oh, okay, good. Um, I'm good. I got uh, my sailor, Jerry. We're good to go. Uh, I think my, uh, I think I'm okay for now. Um, man, I, here's, here's, here's an, here's another one. Um, as far as a strategy, right on, on a day-to-day -day basis, when you're looking at off page, let's say off page now for a gentleman such as yourself, that's, a, I would say, you know, primary, you know, a lot of the advantages come from on page, but when you're looking to do off page, um, how do you come to the determination yourself? I mean, I know how I do, but how do you come to the determination of what to build, how many to build, uh, where to build? I guess we can throw that in there too. How do, how do you decide that? The first thing I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to find co-links. There are different terms of things, hub pages, co-occurrences. But the idea is um, these sites that are in the top 10 or the top 20 share these same links. I'm going to go get those. And there are a bunch of tools that, that help you determine that. Most often, though, you'll find their citations. And that means they're like the easiest links to get. Uh, you know, you pay $7 per each one or $5 per each one through, you know, uh, WhiteSpark, LoganX, uh, right, right. Uh, right Local. Go get those first. So that, that's the first thing that I look at. After that, I look at uh, referring domains. I'm not overly concerned about number of backlinks because that's extremely easy to manipulate. Uh, but the number of domains is a whole other thing. And also you have to figure there's a, um, there has to be diminishing returns on uh, getting a thousand backlinks from one domain. Right. Can't be worth a thousand backlinks. Right? Right, right. So there's, there's some level of diminishing returns. So I'm, I'm more concerned about the domains that I need to get and whatever tool you like. And I think the most important thing is to get comfortable with numbers from one, maybe two tools. That's I right. would, I like to bounce off of two tools because um, they both have, they all have different data. By the way, these tools are amazing. Like, uh, like Moz, Ahrefs, SEMrush, Majestic. They're, I mean, the work that they do is, is unreal. <laughs> and if you want to shit on them and, 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 and it's worthy from time to time, but, Wow, like they are powerful tools. Anyway, Absolutely. Um, get get two that you like. It would be my recommendation, and and get comfortable with their numbers, and then bounce off those numbers of what you're looking at. But then look at the level, the number of domains, and kind of how strong those do domains are, and then that's where I would then push to um, to get the work done. That being said, you mentioned earlier that on page does a lot of the heavy lifting and and it, and it is absolutely you can even go a step farther with properly siloing your site uh with supporting pages absolutely. and what i say by that is um you know you've got your target page uh 
people also ask is a great resource for what you should get on your on your website. Um, often those things don't quite fit putting them on the target page. Sometimes they do. Like you should actually probably answer that on the target page, but it's often that they don't. You know, um, my favorite example right now is uh, uh, you know um, ski resorts New Zealand. Um, what's New Zealand like in August? You know, I don't know, but that, that's a, that's a great question, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, that's not anything you'd want to put on that page that you're trying to rank for ski resorts in New Zealand, um, you know, or like trying to sell lift tickets or whatever. But that's a fantastic question. Absolutely. I don't know what I don't know what New Zealand's like in August, <laughs> but that's great. So you can write about that. That's a great supporting page, right? That can get traffic on its own. It can it can link up and go. So um, uh, in addition to your on page you can do all these supporting pages that are going to do even more heavy lifting than I think any backlink you could get because uh, what's New Zealand like in August is such a long tail phrase. You know, it, it's not hard to win, but you can start getting traffic into your site. Yes. If you build a backlink, you know, if you buy a backlink, you build it, whatever, you're getting no traffic, you know, you're, you got a link, which which could be very valuable. But if you spent $20 to write a nice piece of content for mm. that particular subject, and now you get 50 people in, let's say you sold four lift tickets, like yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, like that that's so much better. So I think time can be better and resources can be better than on researching uh, long tail phrases to create content that supports your target your target phrase you interlink those things, you link up to your target page, you're passing this juice, you create a cycle of good that's better than any off page uh, that you could possibly do. I, I, in my opinion. I 100% agree. And and to it, uh, aside from that, uh, a, a lot of times what I like to do is, is still following the same step. You know, see what uh, the main ranking page is ranking for, pull it in. What other keywords is bringing traffic to this page? Um, now, those are my supporting articles. Yeah, I'm for sure. Dedicated pages to those because you can you can steal their traffic a thousand you know, percent. Like, uh, you know, when a Google update happens, something that people don't realize is that often what happens is that uh, supporting keywords. So you know, you look at Search Console and your page is ranking for a thousand keywords. Yep, most don't exist on the page. That's right. Usually, what happens in an update is that Google takes uh, those terms that you're ranking for. And and they become their own primary terms, yeah. and that just means you need to create your. Own, they need they need their own pages. It is what that means. Um, so in the same vein as you're saying, like look at what they're creating. If you create those separate pages, you can start to steal traffic from them on long term phrases. Uh, you'll never compete with them. You know you. That's you know right. you, you can't. You know you're Not going against. You know, for that particular primary, but you get their secondaries and you start to shave off that. Yes. I love that strategy. But it's targeted traffic. And often it's actually more buyer intent usually, or it can be where um, it's that longer phrase where somebody that, you know, they've already done the research. Now they're looking for something very specific. And if you can give it to them, you've given them something that's more buyer intent uh, and you get, you get better traffic. So it's less traffic, but better traffic. And, in, and you don't have to worry about competing with, Huge, huge. One other side note 
is that you can also steal uh, feature snippets. If you have a page that's dedicated to a question that's being asked, or there's a list that exists and you have a page that's only a list, yeah. you actually have a decent chance of stealing a, a featured snippet, which is going to siphon off a lot of traffic from your competitors and bring it right to you into that supporting Absolutely. page. And you built that page only to support your target page. It's like a, it's, it's a double benefit. Do you agree with the page being built should be the same salience as the term is being searched? All right, so salience is a fancy way of saying importance. Um, <laughs> and I, I assume you're working with Google's MLP API. <laughs> I like to look at some stuff. Nobody yeah. was using salience until that thing existed. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Into like the mood of the search term. Like let's say yeah. it's green, red, and orange. The page yeah. that I build should be blue, you know, red, green, or orange, right? And Probably. I'm, so I, I look at it as a sanity check. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I like that. You know what I mean? Like, so did I do it? Right. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go the other way and, and look at it as um, uh, this is how I need to build it. But I, 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 I use it the other way is like, I built this. Let me just double check it. That's that, right. That's how, I, that's how I like to approach it. Yeah. It makes me feel good. Yeah. And am I on the right track here? Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. So, it's fun, and, and I like to hear some of the strategies that I'd implement on much smaller. You're talking about billion-dollar companies, and I'm sure you have awesome clients. Um, but I like to hear some of the strategies that you're implementing, um, you know, at that level are a lot of the same, you know, that you do for, you know, Plumber Joe in Idaho. You know, all the same. Yeah. It's all the same. Um, we have a fantastic client. Um, they... Uh, uh, do a nausea medicine uh, shot. Interesting. Wow. And it's geared more towards um, women who are in um, like, you know, the first trimester of pregnancy where you have morning sickness. Mm -hmm. The idea is that you're, you're dealing with that. You just hit this shot in the morning. Um, we do the exact same thing as we do for a company that is a um, sponsor of an MBA team. Oh, wow. And if you watch the NBA uh, <laughs> you've seen us, you know, you, you've seen us, uh, there, uh, and we're doing the exact same concepts for that client as we are for this client, uh, that does, um, all natural, uh, tonic shots for, uh, nausea, mm. uh, in particular for women who are pregnant. Um, we do the exact same thing. We, we really don't change anything, uh, I think a lot of it is research-based. You know, it's identifying the terms you can go after, the identifying the the secondary, the supporting terms. Yes, sir. It's identifying terms that you can siphon off from your competitors. That's a huge form of keyword research that barely anybody does. I, uh, uh, doing featured snippet, uh, that kind of research. Where could we perhaps steal a snippet? That's massive research. And then um, something I'm really trying to break into right now is like Google Discovery, where you can show up in the um, get a, a a post or a blog you've written that should show up in a Google feed for people yeah. that have that interest. And so we're playing a lot with that to try to get that going because that's massive amounts of traffic. I've not completely cracked that nut. It seems but, authoritative uh, stuff though gets in there. It seems like a very authority author authoritative sites seem to be put in that position though. Yeah, but there are times like 
uh, where sites like just some rando site that's just on point. I think um, things that have to do with it are uh, the having a unique image is huge. Uh, posting content daily, it seems to be big. Hmm. So you can't just post like you know Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? And try to get them, but like you are actually posting regularly. And then uh, 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 not necessarily AMP, but being Google News friendly. Mm, okay. uh, matching the guidelines for what could hit Google News, even though this may or may not be related to Google News. So we're playing with some of those, and, and we've had some success. I can't lock down like 1,000%, but right. um, there's so many free clicks on I that. Imagine. I mean, massive amounts of clicks. And when we show up, so for some and, and not for other, but that's kind of what I've been trying to that's figure a, out. If you nail more. that, that would be very beneficial to whoever. Yeah. <laughs> eligible, you know, where then Google right. decides to do like, if you get to the point where like, we might not have everything we post will go, but if we can just get to the point that there's an opportunity. It's the first thing you see on your phone. And I turn on my yeah. phone, there they are. I mean, how, I mean, what else could you ask for? <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, mean, I, I like uh, solar energy a lot. It's a, a side passion project of mine. Uh, and so like within my Google feed, I have like four or five, like what's new in solar. And some of them are, are massively large sites, but every once in a while, an oddball comes in, you know, just some rando site, but I'm confident that- Gives you hope. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. <laughs> you know, we just need to- And And with that being said, with the staying consistent- and, and I, I know you're more of an on, on page guy, but, um, it seems to me, and I'm just curious to get the confirmation from you, a link without traffic, because you touched on this before. It seems as though like, okay, let's say this, I go out and I buy a link. That's a DA or a, a TF 40, right. Or whatever. But if that link's not getting any traffic, it's almost like the link is useless. I wouldn't say it's completely useless, but if I'm getting that same link, and that site's getting a little bit of traffic, but there has to be traffic flowing through the link. It seems as though that it's boosting. So what I'm getting at in the question- I'm, I'm with you on that. that that's, okay. my, that's my position as well. Um, I can't prove that right now. I can't tell you that that's exactly how it works. Um, but uh, what I would do, I mean, so links cost money, right? You know, right. like to get a link, you know, how much money do you have? You know, right. how much budget do you have? How good do you feel about it? What, sorry, what I would do is I would look at, um, can I get any traffic out of that particular link? Uh, because I do think it is an important metric. And it, even if it isn't in this moment, it has to be going forward. You know, that that's right. It, if Google isn't going that way, I'm pretty disappointed in them. Because <laughs> you know, like, traffic is the ultimate validator. Uh, you get a link on some site and traffic comes through that link. That means they read the article. They liked the concept. They see that there's an endorsement of this particular thing, and then they click and go. That has to be the best signal. That's right. Possible, right? This link was worth what it was. So I hope that's where Google's going, and um, just because it makes sense to me. Well, it does. And then what I would do is I would try to build my whole concepts around uh, these links that actually have the potential to get traffic. Awesome. I noticed something on your site, right? Because I'm, I was looking for inspiration, I guess. I noticed My agency something. site? Yeah, the agency site. 
Uh, don't don't follow anything on that agency site. <laughs> I know that's what your partner said. Um, but I saw something in particular that sparked interest to me, and I started playing around with it because when I build out pages, uh, the title is this keyword, the H one's this keyword, uh, the first word in the first paragraph is this keyword, and I noticed something that you were doing was building out multiple pages for keywords that were related to agency company, right? And I was I, it, but you're saying, hey, just forget about that. But I'm just curious as a way for a newer site to start, you know, signaling to Google to say, Hey, this is what my site's about. Right. If you just build out a bunch of pages like that, is that where that was going or that was just complete? You're just playing around. Cause I was just curious about that. Um, we only have one page on our site that we've SEOed and, uh, we rank very well in a particular market and I'm not mm -hmm. going to tell any of these savages that are walking, watching <laughs> what that is. Um, but we probably get one, qualified lead we get a few but one real lead a month out of it through seo on that one particular page um what we realized qualified is, is that um people that are searching for seo like i need seo yeah our seo uh, most of them want like the 99 dollar package or like the 299 and that's not who we are um that's not to say that's not a valid business model but that's just not who we are we are a bespoke uh, SEO agency, we have employees that we have to pay, you know, mm. so when somebody comes in, you have a team of, we have a team of five or six people that we work, we have to pay them. That means our fees are higher. Of course. So we didn't, we intentionally did not SEO ourselves for a lot of things because we didn't want those tire kickers. Not that they aren't good clients, but that it actually cost us more to tell them no. I see. So that makes sense. So we didn't SEO. But we identified a situation where we realized somebody would search for uh, a site for SEO and it was a client we wanted. And again, I'm not telling you who that is, but uh, that has been a good play. So um, that's not been our main source of income or our main source of clients. And I, as I said, we probably get one qualified lead a month out of it. I'd say we land one out of three or four. Hmm. Um, and but they're great leads, and that's the only only page on our site that we have actually SEO'd. Um, the the life lesson that I would give is figure out where your clients are at, and then um, if you can SEO for those clients, then do that. And in this case, we could, uh, but if you can't, then then there's no point in spending money on SEOing a, SEOing a page that can't convert for you. That, that that should be any business right. we've turned down businesses um uh if you're in a if you're in a business where you have to educate the market that your business exists mm. that's not a business for seo that's a more business that's a business for social media where you can educate people that you exist people have to be able to search for your thing they have to know it exists in advance to put a search into google for you to show up so if you're in an industry that you have to educate people that you exist, you shouldn't really be doing SEO. There's, there's no point. Um, that's, that's kind of how we were with the agency. Like we don't need to educate people that, uh, what bespoke SEO is like, that's not, you know, that doesn't, <laughs> they know. We're, putting, we're putting a, pus, a custom package together for you because we blah, blah, blah. like that does, <laughs> that's not anything that I would search. <laughs> Don't That's SEO for that. So, so we have an SEO at our site for it. But we did find one thing that we do very well and that we could SEO for it. And, and that's been good. I would add one thing to that. Uh, 
I have no data to back the statement up and I liked it. So I did no research on it. So <laughs> we're just rolling with it. But um, it was the average millionaire has seven income streams. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Let's just take it as fact. Right. Okay. Um, but if you think about it for your agency or for how you are doing SEO, do you have seven different ways to get a client? Wow, that's interesting. No. I don't. So when you when you think about um, how can you create a system where you can uh, consistently get clients through any market, through any ups and downs, through just regular life as, uh, as life goes, it, it's a good number to think about seven different concepts to get that client. And you can apply this to anything, uh, seven different ways to sell your stupid widget that you're trying to sell on Amazon, mm. you know, uh, seven different ways to, to get this, that, or the other, to the service that you're doing, seven different ways to sell your plumbing service. Um, it's a great number to think about. And then it's a great number to apply. And it's something that we've, we've been doing a lot in our agency in the last two years. And we've had steady growth through Corona and, and all the, the economic downturn. Uh, we lost some clients, obviously, you know, no, yeah. businesses failed. Uh, we lost some people just naturally because contracts ended, but we have so many streams for clients at this point. Um, you know, and me talking to you right now, this is one stream. This is an identified stream. If people like what they're talking about, well, what I'm talking about, some people like it resonates and they want to work with us. That, that's, want to learn. This, this is just one stream though. That's you right. Know, we have six other streams to, to get that. So when anything that you're doing that you want to be successful at, I, I like that number. Um, uh, can you funnel to yourself or however you're selling this thing in seven different ways? And if you can do that, I think you can be pretty successful. In what well, you're and doing. selfishly, um, selfishly, aside from being public, um, what would be the second best? Because I've, you know, I've sold services on Black Hat World. I've sold services on Fiverr and Upwork and people I've sold everywhere. We still have active accounts. That's we consider that top of the funnel to get them in to see, hey, do you have a business? You know, that's what we do. Um, so uh, what's an, it, what's a, another effective if you were say me? What has been effective for you for getting and and I'm not talking about the $200 guys, $300 guys, but how do you get to the because I've only got like two solid travel club owners where it's good, you know, like good money. Yeah. I could just live off of that, really. Yeah. Uh, but how, what are the, what's another stream for an SEO guy or a consultant or whatnot, like me, that you found that's really powerful more than like YouTube has been excellent, you know, but aside from that, what do, what do you think? Well, the thing is, though, is that one source doesn't do it I because know. what you'll find is that one month, like, like so this month, this past month, for some reason, we can't get people from Australia to stop calling us. Like, <laughs> like, I felt like the entire country has called us all month. It's been really bizarre. Like, just where is this coming from? Right. You don't know. <laughs> well, we do know because we do track. But I mean, it's, it's like all of a sudden, like for some reason, that stream hit. We had a stream last month where we got like four fantastic leads out of it. Um, and this month, zero out of it. So um, you really can't think about it as one thing. So, but we're talking about like, um, like Facebook, Facebook ads. ads. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook ads. Um, but you do need to be a little more catchy than just this is uh, our Facebook ad. Um, 
providing some sort of value where you tell people how to do it. Um, telling people how to do it and then they realize how hard it is and that you could identify what it is and how hard it is, they're more likely to, to contact you. That, that, that's a stream. Um, having a, a complimentary service. So um, you, have, you have a group, right? Yes. Uh, getting people into your group can actually get people to your services. So you advertise the group, they come in to the group, but then they can also get the services. Because uh, you know, I, and I was always so weird. I, I just felt, you know, like I was more, see, I always feel, felt bad. Like I was thinking about offering inside, like say the group, but I always like, I don't know. I was always turned off. Offer. Let yeah. them come to you. That's what I like. I like when they yeah, just, like, they I, I, I never pitch in, in a group, yeah. but the idea yeah. is that um, if you want me to do it, you know where I'm at. Exactly. But that's only one stream. So sometimes you'll get, you know, in a month, you'll get two clients out of it. That's great. But yep. then you have three months where you get zero clients out of it. I know. That's all harsh, the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but that's only one stream. Because you, but you have six others to fall back on for the steady stream of clients. Um, the last little nugget that I would add is that um, if you want to try to sell your agency at some point or um, even taking a step back, uh, like identifying what's a real business. Uh, how you can sell a business, you can't sell a hobby. You know, uh, a business is something that you could step away from and it would still grow. Oh yeah, no. So most people have a hobby, you know, yeah. <laughs> a well-paying hobby, but yes. they don't actually have a business because they can't step away from it and it could still run itself and continue to grow. Well, you could, I could for maybe a small period of time because I have sure. Eric, but without him, I mean, he would only do the, you, know. you and Eric are both gone. It, oh, it's over. Right? Yeah, it's over. Yeah. So, so that's an interesting, so that's an interesting thing to think that about of, of what you have. And then, then I don't mean to disvalue what you have because you know what I mean. But the idea of um, could I sell this? Is it an asset? Right, right. Or is this an, a, a tangible asset? Um, there are some steps you have to go through, but one of the biggest ones is that you could step away and uh, it continues to grow, but you could step away and you could still get clients. Um, most of the time that agencies can't be sold because um, you're ju they're just buying a book. Right. If you don't exist in the agency, people aren't coming because they like your show. They right. like, you know, Chris Palmer SEO and what he's doing and they, and that resonates with them. Right. Uh, but they wouldn't come to the agency otherwise. That's right. Uh, right. So you have to be able to set yourself up that um, you can get clients without your involvement, which is a massive step. But that goes back to the, the different streams. There should be some of those streams as you build them out. And you don't need to build out seven in a day. Um, but when you think about streams four, five, and six, maybe they have nothing to do with you mm. so that you can then start to trickle in clients that have no idea about Chris Palmer SEO. They were able to come in through these streams without that and you could land them and somebody else could land them, you know, bill your marketing dude, you know, or Janice, your head of whatever, you know, like she closed them and they came <laughs> through that stream and didn't then you then you actually have a business yeah i've never it, like you have like i've seen like you guys have like a, a real team like we're you know two guys in a basement you know <laughs> not you a real basement two guys in a basement <laughs> exactly that's what i mean uh everyone knows 
two guys. We own, I own this building, but we work out of here. It's just, it's not like a, a squad. We used to do the virtual, like I had virtual employees and stuff and I teach them, but then like I was getting complaints. Like we literally have to do some of this, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I know exactly how it goes. It's madding. Um, yeah. now, I want to get back to the SEO. I'm sorry. I, I'm a, I'm a selfish guy at times. Um, cause I have you, uh, and the last thing is this, not, I guess the last thing, um, at one I definitely have to, <clears throat> it's one now, but in a few minutes here, oh boy, the tobacco, I've been trying to quit for a long time. Yeah. And, and I don't think any, I, you know, I didn't, I, I mentioned it to you, but I don't think anybody, um, knew that I was like, I was following you close, like watching your, your videos and watching your, your stuff, you know, anything that you released publicly that I didn't have to pay for. I was on it. You know what I mean? Thank you um, for not paying Chris. Huh? What's that? Thank you for not paying. Well, yeah. Well, I mean like, yeah, but I mean, you sold courses and stuff like that, but I don't. Uh, no, 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 no. All good. All good. All good. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just wanted to hear uh, some of the stuff, but I was following you for a while. Um, I like that stuff. Um, what, how do you, I, I know that I, I feel that the schema is very, very important, but have you noticed it to have particular boosts, um, for ranking and I, aside from the OG, aside from, you know, the typical stuff that's injected into the page when you sign up for a plugin, what other schemas should myself and other users be utilizing, uh, that you found to be, you know, aside from all the ones everybody knows, article schema, you know, like OG and, and, and breadcrumbs and all that kind of stuff. Have you found any that, you know, maybe, cause there's a lot, you know, you know what I'm, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There's a lot going on there. It, it, what should I be looking at? What shouldn't I be looking at? What are you looking at? What are you implementing on every page? Like what, it, it, let's talk about schema. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm focusing on um, creating a, a business page. So uh, this, it's usually the homepage and that's for a corporation or a local business. So we have identified this is that page. On that page, I will identify the founders. I will identify people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then depending on the size of the business or what's going on, uh, there's usually like a, an about us page or like a team page. I'm going to identify that page. And in that page, I'm going to identify people. And the reason I'm going to do that is that then some of those people are going to write content for me. So once they write content on a blog, if you will, I'm going to identify them as an author. Uh, and okay. I've already identified them as a person. And I've already identified a corporation or a business. Uh, you can see how the cascade. Yes. Yes. We are a thing. These are our people. This is our author. Mm. And so each of my authors, I want to have a individual bio page because you can reference that within the authorship um, schema. So uh, I think that's a tight way to do it. And um, it helps. And here's what I want to say. I don't think it helps with ranking. Right. But it helps you maintain your ranking when Google does a medic polar bear paw slap, you know, you will stay put because you identify that you're a real company and you have founders. You identify that you have a team with people. You identify that you have authors and you cited them 
and all that then cascades in this thing of real because real companies can do that. Um, and real companies are happy to do that. You know who hates to do that? Affiliate marketers who are hiding <laughs> in you know the uh, closet somewhere, <laughs> furiously hacking their pages. Yeah. They don't want. That. They don't want to give that information. So be real, and, and be real with people, and you can do that within your own schema. And and truthfully, you can fake it. I mean, right? Uh, it's not that hard. But that's the schema that I like a lot right now is to go through those steps to identify corporation, team, author. And then uh, the content that I put out has that tag that identifies those, those people. Okay. Um, and then as far as the, uh, the other little micro formats that are within it, do you implement any of those? Would you, you know, mark up like, you know. It, I forget exactly what it's called off the top of my head for some reason, but do you mark up each little segment too? Um, do you do that as well? Or do you think that that's unnecessary? Cause I, 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 I little segment, but I would, um, uh, to me, it comes down to time budget money. Okay. Yep. If you see an edge and you can do it quickly, do it. You so know, if you're it, ranking competitors are implementing it and getting an edge, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I do it. Yeah, so okay. for sure. And then um, an interesting thing that schema.org does is that if you look at particular things, they'll tell you like approximately this many websites are doing this. Um, every once in a while, you'll see something that's like a thousand websites are doing this. That to me seems like an edge. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, especially if it takes no time. You know, we're just adding one little spot to our schema. I would do it. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. That I feel like that sense. might give you a, 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 a moderate edge. And then if you kind of want to get a little more geeky, it's not a bad idea to get into Dublin Core. Oh, uh, I, have to, I have to rock and roll, but I'm sorry. But Dublin Core, yes, yes. Bing loves it. And Bing cascades into Yahoo, which cascades into like uh, MSN, which cascades into AOL. So when you add like all those things, and you're probably looking at like 20% of search. That's one out of five. I don't know that you want to discount one out of five potential visitors, right, right? right? Just because you want to give the finger to Bing. Um, but Dublin Core might not be a bad idea to look into to get a slight edge there. Again, this is time, resource, budget right. type things. Uh, I would get a Dublin Core if I had nothing else to do. You know, I, I had resources and, and now I'm here. Okay. And now we're... So that's, I, I, I like that takeaway. Um, you you want to see what's actually applying high impact, which is, you know, blatantly shown by Google within the SERP, and then you're implementing that. But I really like how you're putting those pieces together and, and utilizing it. So that's definitely a big takeaway. Um, so I, I guess that's pretty much it. I'm at, I'm at, I'm at my max here with timing. <laughs> uh, hey, would there ever be a chance maybe I could get you on again, maybe in a couple months or a month or so? or Anytime. Really? Anytime. All right. Anytime. Well, I'll be on tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be a regular guest. Awesome. That sounds absolutely phenomenal. I, I think that you're a wealth of information. I think you could be highly beneficial to myself and everybody else. So I think that would be ec excellent. I, I definitely. Well, I appreciate that. that would I appreciate be. That. That would be awesome. So um, I definitely want to have you on again. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Is there anything you want to plug or people? Know yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I plug these gold curtains that are behind me? 
they are wildly obnoxious and I, I did not choose them, but I just moved to Chiang Mai uh, <laughs> just a few weeks ago and these came with the house and I'm living <laughs> with them right now. Uh, I can see them over there. They're over there. I cannot escape them. They were not chosen. I just want to plug golden curtains. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, well, it, so definitely run out, get your gold curtains. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Kyle. Um, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments below. I answer all the questions. Kyle, I'll look forward to our next meeting. And Thank you uh, so much, everybody, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate your time. You have a wonderful day, everybody. Goodbye.